man, it's really the off season when you start thinking long term about certain players and you know contracts and and all that good stuff. Man, we're getting to all that as it pertains to Debo Samuel, his usage, some comments that were made on him by a Packer guy. All right, and I got to pull that tweet up. We got a Packer guy, Peter, y'all favorite guy, Peter. Uh, we're going to talk about his comments on Debo Samuel and Kyle Shanahan. It really was directed at Kyle Shanahan. But uh, Debo Samuel's contract, what is that going to look like? His usage, should they stop running him as much? Does that take away from what he gives you? All that and more. Keep it locked right here. It's San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. Let's go. Talk TV podcast. Peace. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And y'all know what it is, man. Uh, we're getting into it. We're getting into it. It's the fun time of the offseason, starting to talk about some of the future of the players and, and, and rosters and contracts and all that good stuff. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you guys not only subscribe and like this channel, but Locked On 49ers with myself, Brian Peacock. All right, we had a Winky Wednesday episode. And when you guys hit the Winky Wednesday episode, please don't be upset with me by some of the things I had to say in that episode. I'm just going to keep it at that. I know I'm going to have some 49er fans kind of getting at me. I actually had one person in my mentions today say, Croc, you made a lot of sense. The 49er mob might try to come and get you, but you made a lot of sense. So make sure you guys listen to that. Locked on 49ers with myself, Brian Peacock. We come at y'all five days a week, Monday through Friday. Uh, check that out. All right. I have some things to say. <laughs> I already see some people listen to the episode. George, come on, listen. I y'all go listen to it, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, also, locked on NFL draft. We're getting deep into the draft stuff. Myself, my co-host Ryan Tracy. We also had John Harris, who uh, is a beat writer for the uh, Houston Texans. We had him on last night. He comes every Tuesday or every Tuesday night we record. So every Wednesday episode. Make sure y'all listen to that too. Subscribe to all the stuff I got going on. We got to get Greg Pinelli back on here. Uh, it is the off season, but we still got to get Greg Pinelli in here. So I hear so I see somebody in the chat say, uh, "Is Greg Pinelli going to follow Jimmy G to his?" <laughs> Hold on, I got to take a picture of that and send it and send this to him. Hold on. Uh, all right, I got to send that to Greg. Greg is funny, man, because he, you know what though? Hey, shout out! There's somebody on here that ran into Greg at a golf tournament. You know, Gr Greg. You know, he talks about how he, Greg is, is Josh Allen is his like little brother. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen for Buffalo Bills. And he does stuff for them, golf tournaments and things like that. So over this last weekend, I believe it was, it might've been the weekend before, but I think it was this last weekend. Yeah. Last weekend. He was out there with Josh Allen and somebody went up to him and was like, Hey, you're Greg Pinelli from uh, Croc Show. I love listening to y'all. So shout out to y'all, man. His wife was like, man, can you get him a blue check mark? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, that was that was cool. That's cool that people are like, hey, you're Greg Pinelli from the from Crocker's Morning Show. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure he liked that. He didn't even tell me. 
He probably was like, no, nah, I ain't going to pump up Croc's head. But his wife, she told me. Uh, got some Super Chats rolling in already. Oh, I have a bone to pick with you, Croc, on your Jennings take. Well, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Matter of fact, what I'm going to do is, I, you know, I, I want you to come on live. So I'm going to... I'm going to hit you right now on, on social media. Media. All right. Uh, Roscoe's. Hold on. What, what, what's your... Oh, I got you. All right, so check your DM, DM on Twitter, Chris. You can come on live. I, I want all the Jennings smoke for sure. So go ahead. Because you know me, I'm, a, I'm, pre I'm prepared. I'm prepared. So I just I just shout you that uh, DM. So go ahead, click in. We could talk about that even before we get into the Debo Samuel stuff. Uh, Jimmy G contract off the book. Sign Debo and Bosa trading Kittle. If I could get Waller and a third. Listen, one, you're not getting <laughs> you're not getting Waller. All right. And I don't see a scenario where you are able to trade Kittle for Waller. Because if the if the Raiders were willing, let's say hypothetically the, the Raiders were willing to trade Darren Waller. Don't think that is something that will happen. Uh, it'll be trying to get money off the books and not pay another tight end when they probably think that they have the best tight end in the league. All right. Like if I'm if I am if I'm the Raiders, I feel like Darren Waller is the best tight end in the league. All right, so here we go. We got Chris coming on. We're about to get into the Debo Samuel stuff, but Chris is coming on. And uh, I, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. So the floor is yours. The lockdown is in the background, but go ahead. The floor is yours. What's up, Croc? Uh, you like my you like my profile pic? Who's that, Reggie Bush? Of course. Who do you think it is? I've ever seen the greatest college football player ever. No debate. Nobody should even be talking about it. But you know, you know, remember when I think. Yeah, yeah. When I came on and we were speaking, and you was like, "Yeah, you know, I don't Jennings really don't move the needle for you, and this and that." And I'm like, "Interesting." And I was like, "You know," and overall, I do agree with your take because I, I I tweeted it out, and I was like, "Overall, I agree with Croc's take as far as receivers because if Debo Samuel or and you go down, what do we have? B uh, Benjamin can't, it was not going to cut it. Sanu is not going to cut it. And I don't even know if it, what other receiver we had this year, but they're not cutting it either. So, our, our Trent Sherfield, I mean, I like him, but I like him with Trey Lance. Trey Lance likes him. Trey Lance uses him. But overall, I mean, we really didn't have, we don't have nothing outside, outside of those two guys. But as, as as far as the slot, you know, where we use Jennings, you know, you said that you just you, he didn't move the needle for you, and I'm just like, bro, that's that's disrespectful. So Jordan put out a nice little uh, what uh, Jordan uh, Splash Cousins, yeah, which he needs to be on the show. Still don't understand why he's not on the show. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Uh, he put out a nice little uh, all twenty-two uh, play. It was just it was one play, but then overall, I was like, "Dang, Croc really." I feel like Croc forgot this element, but it, it showed Jennings just mauling one of the Seattle DBs in the blocking, and I'm like, 
you you can't tell me that a receiver is going to come in here. I don't care how special they are. A receiver from this draft is going to come in here and just take Jennings' uh, spot away or even push him like that because one thing Kyle Shanahan loves, he loves a blocking receiver. And Jennings may be one of the best blocking receivers in the league. I mean, he literally, I mean, we all seen it. He literally forced, uh, I think at least twice this year, he had forced, uh, what do you call it, uh, unsportsmanlike penalties because of his, his aggressiveness as a blocker. Not to mention the dude had five touchdowns, uh, had so many clutch catches in the in the uh you know in in the in his position that he was in, which not everybody's gonna not every receiver is gonna do that for you. Uh, you know, a lot of us talk about how we miss Kendrick Bourne, and Kendrick Bourne was you know uh was this and that, especially in New England. You know, people's like, oh yeah, see Kendrick. I mean, I know you said it. Uh, people got on me for Kendrick Bourne, but look at him, look at him how he's balling. Well, Jennings made. I feel like Jennings made us not miss Kendrick Bourne. I thought he played extremely well. All right, Crock. Okay, so here, here's get on my, my line. Kendrick Bourne. Get on my here, line. Hold on, stay on, stay on too, because I got something I'm about to pull up for you. But here's my thing on Kendrick Bourne. It was never about like him being special or anything like that. I just feel like he was unfairly criticized. You know what I I'm So I know exactly what Kendrick Bourne is. Like he's a solid three, and it could be a two in a pinch. And I think maybe Jennings is somewhat like that. But even then, I think Kendrick Bourne is a little bit more dynamic. Uh, now, obviously, uh, Jennings brings a little bit more size, but I thought Kendrick Bourne played big, regardless of him not being as, you know, physically big as Jawan Jennings. Uh, when it comes to Jawan Jennings, the, the blocking is cool, but I want to show you something here. All right. So you talked about. Okay. So hold on. You talked about blocking and that, you know, just nobody's going to come in with that mindset and move him. So here's Christian Watson right here. Can you see me circling that? Does it show yeah. me circling it? All right, so doing? let's 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 watch him Take here. This is business, the guy that I was talking about. Making sure. So here he comes. He's second level. His, okay, gets his it on the block. All right, as important as yours. Cool. And so okay, I, that's blocks him. Okay, lead blocker. Boom. And, I mean, it's goes cool to block to him. A player on, of his man. caliber that. Come on. No. So I hear you, but if we talk about blocking and effort, was that enough effort in the blocking no, game? That 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 that's good, but you know, I, I just think coming into the NFL. On top of that. Cause we're talking about Jennings, right? And I was saying Jennings yeah. doesn't move the needle for me. Like, if you talk about really, and again, I, I don't want to say this in the sense of one, because one guy's in the NFL and one guy's coming out of college. All right. And I know a lot of times people be like, oh, this guy's better at this. But I would say this as prospects, as prospects, looking at Christian Watson as a prospect, looking at Juwan Jennings as a prospect. Of course, Christian Watson is better as a prospect. He's better as a prospect and he's a more explosive player and he's actually bigger. But I feel like, so it's like he's bigger, he's bigger, more, more explosive, has more versatility to be able to play inside, outside. He's ran kickoff returns back for touchdowns and he's going to likely run a four, three or four, four. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? So they're not, so, you know, Jennings is a solid, as our guy Kenneth said here, solid possession receiver, uh, talking about Jennings. But when it comes to, if you, it depends on what you want, right? I, I look at, and I'm not saying that the 49ers have what the Cincinnati Bengals have, but I think Debo Samuel is one of the best receivers in the league, mm -hmm. right? And then off of that, you know, you look at other things that, the, you know, obviously Chase, one of the best receivers in the league. But outside of Chase, they still have a thousand yard receiver in, uh, Higgins. in uh, 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 Higgins. And you have 
Tyler Boyd, who's also been a thousand yard receiver. Oh, so man. I think when you have four guys who or three guys who are explosive like that as pass catching receivers, as well as the tight end they start to bring along. I think that just makes you more dynamic from an offensive standpoint. And if I'm looking at the 49ers, I think they need to expand on what they have on offense. But the reason why I like Christian Watson so much, and if they don't get a receiver, whatever, y'all won't hear me cry about it. But what I do like about him is he brings a totally different dynamic than what anything that the 49ers have right now. Who is the guy that you can consistently just say, you know what, just run straight. We're going to throw it up, put it in the area, and you come down with the ball. Because that's what Jenny, that's what not just, Watson has that. And also way more ability than just that. But he just brings a totally different dynamic. And I think, hey, like, don't make it to where you have to scheme everything open. Don't make it to where everything that you do has to rely on on Debo Samuel or uh, one of these other guys doing run after catch. But also, Jawan Jennings, he's a solid possession receiver. I would like to get more dynamic at either the third or second receiver. That's just, you know, but like... That's no knock on Jennings. I think Jennings ideally is more of your ideal, like fourth receiver. You said third or second receiver. That's like I feel like that was a little, uh, little knock on uh, Brandon Ayuk, man. I think wow. Ayuk is very solid. I I would say that. And again, hold on, cross. Uh, 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 go, go ahead. I feel like you. you I don't think like I really feel like you're not taking into account the quarterback that they had. I really don't like there's some things that I mean, of course, you know, Debo had a dynamic receiver. But if you look at it in the second half, Debo only had 30 receptions as a receiver. I mean, after week nine, he only had 30 receptions as a receiver. Debo should have. Yeah. I mean, people like, oh, 14,000 yards, <laughs> bro. Debo should have had about 18,000 yards as a receiver. But after week nine, you know, he only had and I'm glad Grant Cohn put this up. He only had. 30 receptions, and then, and, and you know, uh, most of it came from Rush and all his other touchdowns. You know, so I, I just, I, I don't think you really take it into account how bad our quarterback was. And I, it, we're, like, you, you're comparing us to the Bengals. I mean, look who they oh, had. No, I'm not comparing this to the Bengals. No, no, no. I'm I, saying, I'm, no, no, no. I, okay. I'm saying, I'm saying the way you're, you're, you're speaking about the Bengals receivers, I, I think, like, you got to understand who their quarterback is. We had Jimmy go. Yeah, I'm gonna be respectful. Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't think Jimmy was the reason why the the stats or why the, why I, I think so. Debo was utilized that way. I think it was more so of you had Mitchell that was kind of you know banged up. He was in and out of the lineup, mm -hmm. and I don't think they really had an RB two that they felt like they could rely on. And once they realized Debo Samuel could be that guy, I think they chose to utilize him more in that. Since I, I don't think it had to do with like oh it's 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 it's, it's because of Jimmy because I really think that where Debo what Debo does do very well I think I think uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's his skill set works well with that I think they work hand in hand Jimmy is very good intermediate over the middle Debo Samuel is really good get the ball in his hands run after catch and I think that was a good marriage. I think maybe I could could have been hurt. I, I, I think I think it was a, it was a good marriage, but it was it was a marriage that could have been taken to another level. Okay. I like that that marriage. I mean, you got you got some marriage, you got some marriages that are cool and stuff. You know, people are doing great, but then there's some marriages that are, are doing great. Things are going good. I mean, things are perfect, 
And then you could, you know, sometimes in marriage, you level up. People level up. People don't just stay the same. People grow. And I thought Debo, you know, he had a cool season. He was on pace to have a, 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 cool. a bigger season. He no, 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 I'm year. saying he had almost 18 no, no, no. He, he had a great year, but I'm saying he would have had a better year, bro, if he had a better quarterback. I promise you this. I will put anything on it. He would have had over at least 16. Bro, he had a what he had about what 1200 yards by week, what seven or eight? Dog, <laughs> yeah. he was about who, to. Go. Who was his quarterback? No, but what I'm saying is, I mean, they stopped, well, you know, they stopped using them. Well, hold on. He had like a thousand yards by week eight. Who's his quarterback? No, no, no. Crock, I under hold on. I understand, but they they stopped. They stopped using him as a receiver and you know have to use him at running back. I get that. I get it. But then what happened to Kittle? Kittle had a falling off. Kittle wasn't seeing the ball the last the last what how many games? Because I think his last five or six games, Kittle had no I, I don't even think he had five five receptions in any of those games. His last yeah, five or six it, games. His numbers dropped off drastically. Drastically. You know, and... I got a question. Um, I got a question for you. Because we brought this up on, on Locked On. I told everybody listen to the Locked On episode so you could hear it. But, uh, you know, I touched on... I touched on George Kittle. Uh, no, no I, were, I, I don't like trading Kittle, but keep going. It, their usage or lack thereof. And look at the 49ers in cap space. And we're going to get into it. We haven't even really got into, like, the actual, like, Debo conversation. I guess we are talking about a little bit right now. You're you're on as a guest now. All right. By the way, if y'all don't know, man, it's my guy, Roscoe. He's joining me to talk about Debo Samuel now. Uh, Debo Samuel had an amazing year. Uh, almost 1,800 yards. He had 14 touchdowns. He averaged, I think, a, a league-leading 18.2 yards per catch, which is amazing, especially for someone who's not really stretching the field like that. I think that's awesome. Uh, 77 receptions, and he also, you know, obviously running the running the ball, he did extremely well. Do you think George Kittle is being utilized to his full potential? That's a good question. I I, I think he is. Well, I, it's a two it's a two part question. I mean, it's a two part answer because if you look at the beginning of the year. I mean, it's like first two games. I was, I remember, I think you, you even spoke about it. We were, we we're like, why is George Kittle not getting enough targets? Remember? We were like, why is my, George What was Kittle my thing? Getting... I said Debo, Debo and Kittle should get at least eight targets a game each. Exactly. Yep. At and, least and We We sit here. We watch Kelsey. We, You know what? I'm going to ask you a question. No, Croc, he's not. Cause I sit here and watch Kelsey, and I see and I see how Kelsey get all of these targets, and I'm like, bro, wh where is where's George Kittle in this? Where, where why is he not getting the targets that you know we see Kelsey getting, uh, or we see other tight ends getting? And then of course George Kittle had that you know had his big break and start just going off, so start scoring the touchdowns, start actually being utilized in the red zone. And I was like, okay, this is this is what this is where we at. And then for some reason, after the Atlanta game, it was three targets, two targets against Houston. He had seven targets against the Rams, but he was five, but he only had five catches for 10 yards. He had That's three crazy. targets against Dallas. He had six targets against Green Bay, four for 63. And then he had five targets against the uh Rams. And he caught two of them, two for 27 in a touchdown, bro. 
No, he's not being utilized to his full potential. And 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 I keep hate I hate so going hold on. back. I got to another question position. for you. Hold on, I got another question for you. Do you think that is more of a Shanahan issue or a Jimmy Garoppolo issue? Because the targets didn't increase when Trey Lance was at quarterback. I would I would say this. Well, I mean, Trey Lance is a rookie. You know, I, I'm not going to put that much on him. I'm going to say this. I was sitting here. I'm, I'm going to say this. The game, the game. Remember, uh, somebody put a posted a screenshot against the Rams and showed how open our, you know, receivers were. I'm, I'm not sure how many it showed about Kittle being open and stuff. But uh, I remember you speaking about it, and I seen your tweet, and you was like, you see, you see, y'all want to blame Kyle Shanahan, but there was tons of open receivers. Quarterback just didn't throw them the ball. So I, well, I, One I, second. I do, I do, you know, and I've also touched on it as well on this show. I feel like on any play, you can pretty much point to guys that are open. I don't know what the reads are. You yeah, know? So no, that's fair. That's I, I, fair. Do, I don't know if it's – because one thing fans – if his if the quarterback's reads are left to right and like pre-snap, it tells him to look to that side first. A lot of times he's not gonna get to backside. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that aspect of it. Now maybe I, the quarterback I, just look. I remember the, you talking you know, about that. Side. I remember I remember you talking about that. This is what I want to say. I, I think it's I think it's it's partial Jimmy and it's partial Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's I think it's both. But I mean, when you have a dynamic weapon as Kittle, he should. I mean, these games, especially in the playoffs, you use your best players in the playoffs. There's no, and, and maybe we can't blame it on Kyle Shannon. There's no excuse that Debo and Kittle should have one touch combined in the fourth quarter in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> they what say, I, say, hey, they, they're saying, uh, I'm when I'm on YouTube, I'm nice to Jimmy. And uh, when I'm on Twitter, I'm I go hard on them. I mean, you, I think that shows that. And I got fair. my guy. Well, well, I think what it is is on on YouTube. Yeah, I get to like tripping lately. I know. Well, because I'm defending Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's not that I'm I'm defending Jimmy. How can I explain this? Because you you talk to me outside of YouTube, mm-hmm. so you know, like I can't wait to get that motherfucker out of here. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, so yes, 100%. But on, on, on YouTube, it's, it's more than just 140 characters. I get a chance to really kind of explain like my thoughts and my reasoning. So, mm-hmm. when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, I've accepted who he is and what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are, and where he could potentially be a liability, right? And I understand that, and I've accepted him for that. And I think along the lines of Kyle Shanahan. Who has accepted as well and understands the fact that hey, I can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that's it, and I know that like you can win with Jimmy Garoppolo, even within some of his weaknesses. But let's not act like Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have any strengths. And I do think a big strength of his is throwing in rhythm, throwing over the middle. Yes, does he maybe limit some of the offense? Not really be, being able to you know throw to certain levels of the field consistently. Well, of course, right. And there is a whole nother level in, in steps that this offense can go to without him if potentially if, if Trey Lance can get to that point, right? Like we know that. But I think sometimes when I come off as being kind of fair to Jimmy Garoppolo, it comes off as if like I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, think, I don't think I think I 
I, I don't think you're uh, this specific episode. I don't think you're tripping. I mean, it's it's a good discussion. I don't think you're overly defending Jimmy like you <laughs> like you did the last couple of weeks of the season and in the playoffs. Uh, no, 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 I, no, 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 no. But what was I defending though? Because see, you know what I'm saying I, I know everybody was talking this whole last him. two. Hold on, you were talking this whole last two minutes, and I would not. I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than any other quarterback besides Brady and Patrick Mahomes in the last two minutes. I'll take him yes. over Josh Allen. And Jimmy came back last and showed you. Yeah, I know you said that, and Jimmy came back and showed you, Croc. No, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. No, 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 I'm no, not no, that no, no, guy. no, no. He did not. I'm. I'm not going to take a game or two where maybe he didn't come through in that moment and disregard all the other times I've seen him consistently do it. Croc, this like, is the he's brightest moment. Very good in that moment. Now, this is the brightest moment, Croc. I, I know, but how often? How often is like so? Other games aren't bright moments. I feel like it's all like what what simple side like somebody said, oh, they talked about uh, how it was like well with Trey Lance, George Kittle didn't get the ball, uh, he didn't get the targets either, right? And somebody in the comments was like, well, he only played one game with George Kittle, and I agree, right? Small sample size. I, I'm just saying, is it going to get better? All right. Now with Jimmy Garoppolo, I've seen a large sample size, a large sample size to where I'm not going to take one moment that might be. More important than, or in somebody's head than the other, because you know, you know how I look at it, right? There's two moments. Listen, no, okay, no, 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 no. Listen, when I watch a football game, how I judge players is not off one play. Oh yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, I've had oh, yeah, this conversation know with you. you know, yeah, so I know to that. me, with how I grade, with how I would grade players, is not one play. It's not two plays. I look at how does this person play over seventy plays. And I understand that, you know, okay, if they have two bad plays in the game, to me, that's two bad plays out of 70. You know what I'm saying? So, in, in like, okay, I saw somebody in the chat earlier. I actually started the tweets. Just so, I mean, the message so I could come back to it. Talking about Kendrick Bourne. He was criticized drops. He was criticized for drops. Uh, got this one here. Bourne couldn't catch in the clutch. But then again, it was Jimmy, like, how can Bourne okay? That's that's, that's not a fair. That's not fair. That's false. That's false. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but what I'm saying is, people they'll pick and choose the the moments that they want to remember or that they want to prioritize more than an, another, and then say, well, you know, because so when the 49ers are playing the Vikings in the divisional round, and Kendrick Bourne had three catches on third down, one ball fluttering in the air, he came through, came down with it. Another ball thrown high and behind him, he came down with it. Another one that ended up being a touchdown. Well, we can go to the Saints game. That was one of the biggest games of the year for the 49ers. It sealed home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Kendrick Bourne, third down, touchdown. Kendrick Bourne, third down, touchdown. So are those moments, because it wasn't a playoff game, any less important than a, another moment? You see what I'm saying? Like, so yes. I, I tie I tie oh, it all look, together okay. in the sense of somebody's ability. Hold on, okay, crap. <laughs> look, okay, let, let's let's get real. Let's get let, let's have this what's real discussion. Hold Croc. on, real quick. I gotta address this. He dropped passes all the time. No, Kendrick Bourne did not drop pass. <laughs> Everybody talked about how Kendrick Bourne dropped all these passes. 2019, right? Because he was with the 49ers, 2019, 2020. 2019, he dropped three passes all year. They Kendrick remember Bourne the 2019, huh? They remember the Seahawks game. That's why it stood out. I, I know that's what I'm saying. So that's what I mean when I say people prioritize 
a certain moment or something and then say that it's it's well, that's who the person like against the Seahawks he dropped two passes against the Steelers he dropped one pass that's it all year all year Kendrick Bourne but because of that now he's not clutch now no other catches that he had throughout the year on third down which was damn near all his catches were third downs or touchdowns none of those matter none of those matter but he drops too many passes because in the Seahawks game he dropped two one that went off his hands and got intercepted so I have when a I question. say with Jimmy Garoppolo, when I really tie this back to Jimmy Garoppolo, when I look at him, and again, we don't really got to talk a whole lot, but you know, but I'm just why I defend him more times than not in those last two minutes, I've seen him come through in the clutch. And then the statistics that came out after I said that, somebody showed me it backed what I set up. So now it's not even it's not even uh Croc's opinion. Like this is facts. The only person that was better. In game-winning drives, then Jimmy Garoppolo was Tom Brady. That's on paper. No, crack. Let, let remember it was a small, very, very small sample size when you, which you were using. That it was, was a twenty flawed, plus games in the, was, out of the games that he's played, flawed, and it was ten and nine. He was ten and nine. No, That's it was not, like eleven and it was like eleven and ten or something like that. Okay, yeah. I mean, or something like that. that's not special. Now it's eleven and eleven. Well, it's better than it's a higher percentage than anyone else other than Tom Brady. It's a small sample size, Croc. It's a small sample size. Okay, Wait, you say on. it's a small let, sample let size, but, but what hold I'm on. saying is those are the moments that I've seen him in. Okay, you know what I'm saying like I'm, I'm going off of in those moments I've seen him come through in the clutch. Okay, way more let me, times than let me get to my argument because I, I think I feel and, like hold on and times that he did it and maybe it didn't result in a win like the Tennessee game. Right where he did drive the team down, they scored mm -hmm. a touchdown, tied the game up, but then they or the Packers the game, or the Packers game, or the Packers game where he drove down, scored a touchdown, 49ers took the lead with yes. 37 seconds. Left. So, so I'm saying, so more times than not, that's all I'm saying. Okay, let, let me lot. let me get to my point. Let me get to my point. <laughs> I love it. Ah, oh, okay. What do people know Julian Edelman for? Do they know Julian Edelman for his plays he made in a regular season? Or do they know Julian Edelman, the clutch playoff person? Why do people even, even though he probably shouldn't be in there, but why do people say Julian Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame? Why, why are they talking about that? Tell me, Croc. I want to know. And keep it 100 and be honest. Wait, re repeat that question. <laughs> Julian Edelman. Why do people... Believe, why do even people speak about Julian Edelman the way they do, specifically when they even say he should be in the Hall of Fame? Do they yeah, speak about, about playoffs, so, But they tripping. Oh, uh, no, no. They need to. Don't, don't, they no, need, don't they, they smoke Hold on, crack. let me finish. Let me finish. So they talk about him in the playoffs. What you done for me in the playoffs. What has Tom Brady been known for? Is it is it the Tom Brady success in the regular season, or is the Tom Brady in the moments where we've seen him in the Super Bowl where he was clutch when it really mattered? Tell me, am I right or am I wrong, Croc? Yeah, yes, but those are your that's a different conversation. Wait, hold on, but I'm gonna go to Jimmy. I'm not talking about Jimmy Garoppolo being great, I'm just saying he's what? really good in the last couple of minutes. Okay, in okay, general, okay. but I would but, never, but, I want Jimmy gone, like I want what? Jimmy Garoppolo no, no, off and, the team. And you know I know this, but I'm saying we when you bring up certain arguments and you say certain things, I have to get on you for them. So when we speak about Jimmy Garoppolo and his opportunity to be clutch in the playoffs, moments where we're, we were down and we needed him to win, what has he done like for the, us in like the playoffs? The, so you mean like the Packers game? No, when we were down. When we are oh, down. Okay, so so what I'm saying is that, that because he came back against the Packers in a clutch moment, right, that was win or go home, 
and he completed a couple passes in the in the in the position. 49ers get field, they they kick a field goal, they win the game. That does not matter. Bro, he made two completions. Are you kidding me? What is that? What, what, so he could have threw two because you know what? And, and, the drive before that, game, what did Aaron Rodgers do? Wait, wait. And the, to seal the game, to seal the game, what did we do? We didn't put the ball in his hands. We put the ball in Debo Samuel's hands, the best player. Clock management. That was great clock management. Bro, I look, I'll give Jimmy credit for those two passes. But again, when we were down, when we were down and we needed a play to be made in the wait, playoffs. Wait, you said you'll give him. You, wait, hold on, hold on. You said you'll give him what? I'll, I'll give him those two passes. No, no, no. You used another word. Uh, I can't remember. I'm getting the old crack. I can't remember. The word no. you used was clutch. No, no, I'm not giving him that clutch. <laughs> you did. You just was, said it. Bro, I'm not giving him that clutch. Again, but no, you're not. You just said it. When we were down, when we were down, and we needed him to be great in the playoffs, the guy you said you would take over, Josh Allen, <laughs> in the last two minutes. What, what I have seen throughout their careers, yes. What did he do versus the Chiefs? What did he do versus the uh versus who do we just play versus the Rams? Tell me, tell me, crop. What is so, his numbers? Are you saying, I want to know on. that. So are you saying that the Packers game does not count? <sighs> Dang crop. I, I mean, he completed two passes and it was a tie game. So it does so not even, count. So, wait, even, so so even if it does not count, even even if he didn't do anything. We would have went into overtime, is what I'm saying. Okay, but what I'm saying is, does it not count? That doesn't count as a clutch moment. Completing two passes, bro? It can, 49ers it are backed up. 49ers are backed up. It's a tie game. They need to get in field goal range to win this game and head to the NFC Championship game. And the, the, the passes that he completed that contributed to the 49ers driving down the field, that was not a clutch moment. That's what you're saying. To keep the 49ers season going. Uh, in tie games, he's got one clutch moment. I'm gonna give you it. I'm gonna give you. I give people arguments. What about the what about it. week 18? Because essentially that was a playoff game. Oh, he's that not a clutch moment. Oh, that's not a playoff game, though. How is that not a playoff game? If you because it don't wasn't win, a playoff go game, go home. It wasn't a playoff game. And all he did was bail himself out. Wait, hold on. All he did was bail himself I'm out. I'm not of his talking poor about him for the rest of the game. No, I'm not talking about him. All he did was bail himself out for a poor performance. What did we see when the last five minutes happened? What happened? Tell me what happened when it was five minutes left in the game. What did he do? What Tell have me. I said about him? Oh, I said for the first 57 minutes of games, I don't want him. <laughs> I've said okay, that. but in the playoffs, in the final two minutes, when we were down, not a tight game, I'm going to give you. He was clutch first Packers. I'll give that to you. You can have so hold that. On. Was the Rams a playoff game? That, that, I mean, the, the week no, 18. Oh, that was not a playoff not game. A... In the record books, that is not a playoff game. We are talking specific playoffs. We're talking about the quarterback. You said you would take over Josh Allen, who has the worst fourth quarter QB rating of all time in the fourth quarter. What did he, okay. fact, what did he do against the Cowboys? In the, what did he do against the Cowboys? He tried Listen. to give them the game. He's the reason he they stayed in the game. The quarterback. And that's because he's love. Jimmy Garoppolo. But what I'm saying is, he comes. He he has come through more times than not when when the 49ers need the most in clutch situations. Now you could say that this moment might be bigger than this moment. You you could say that. Well, okay, well, the divisional round, the divisional round moment isn't as big as the NFC Championship moment. But at the end of the day, I just look at them as both moments. No, players are 
players are specifically remembered for what they've done in the playoffs and the big moments. In the Super Bowl, he didn't get it done. In the NFC listen, Championship, to take you, you're the talking Bowl, about something. You're you're picking done. a specific moment. When have I been saying because this? Because moments are saying this two minute thing. What moments? I, I, are that's big? not a that's not a comment that I've made. It didn't just start like a week ago, right? But I've I'm been saying about this. I'm talking about the last two minutes. He was. He, I know, he, but now you're, you're bad taking in the last something two I said. You're taking something I said, and again, the playoffs is like more of a small sample size. But you're taking something I said, and then like pushing that over, like, oh, well, just this moment. It's like, no, I've been saying this. I've been saying this before he did it against all these other teams, right? Like, I've been saying that when the, when the game was on the line against the Rams, I was saying, oh, he's gonna come through in this moment. The season was on the line. Well, right, can, and I was before, saying it in that, in like before that. So, like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, no, I want to get on Brandon. I want to get on Brandon at you. But can we finish? I just want us to. I want us. I want you to answer this question. I want you to answer this question. I don't want no, no explanation after it. None of that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Our moment are in the NFL. Are there some moments bigger than the others? One hundred percent. That's all I need to know. <laughs> okay, so go ahead with the IU. You know, well, hey, just hurry up and get to IU before I want to. Oh, listen, hold on, real quick. I want to let everybody know. One, we didn't come on here to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Two, I know who Jimmy Garoppolo is, and I'm so happy. Like, good. Like, okay, it's Trey Lance era. So, I just had defended Jimmy in those two, three minutes of his sixty minutes. That's it. I've defended him in that, and it's like because of that, it's like, oh man, you you defend Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like. All right, well, he's cool. Well, I, I want to get back to Christian Washington. Just the comments that you said about, you know, what Christian Washington can do for this offense where, hey, you know, you could tell somebody in this offense to go run straight, a straight line downfield and throw him the ball. I would say, and we, you even brought up, you brought this conversation up. We've seen Debo do that. He just haven't had many opportunities to do that. I think I've watched seen, him though. I've been I've been really looking, and I'm not saying that he can't. Again, it's it's tough because it's a very small sample size, right? Very with, small. with him uh, just running straight and throwing the ball, they've maybe done it four times, like in his career. I don't know, not very many. There was one that it just looked so awkward that I'm like, you know what, Devo, that kind of had me a little worried. It was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe, down the left sideline. They threw a fade to him, and he like. The way he went up, again, small sample size, but that's all I have to go off of because he, he doesn't really have a ton. Uh, it just looked a little unnatural. But maybe it's because they don't do it a whole lot. But obviously, I mean, I watched him in college. Like, I know he can. I've watched him in the NFL. They did it a couple times, but uh, it would did be nice to have Bears? somebody with a bigger catch radius. Did they play the, the Bears the week before? Nah, it was... No, nah, it was the, it, it was the Bears and then the Cardinals, Cardinals and then the and then the Rams and then the Jaguars. Okay, so in the because in the Bears game he you know he I, I believe they threw it deep to him. I, I'm I'm correct on this, right? They threw it deep to him and he caught it. Am I correct on that? Yeah, the post route. Yeah, post route. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes, it is a very small sample size, but we've seen he can do it. We've seen Ayuk in the NFC Championship do it. I think, yeah, I think we're, we're you know, you saying, I, I, I just don't, I just, 
our receivers have not gotten up the opportunities to do that enough. I mean, cause that's really not been in this offense. So I just don't like making, making observations on our, our, on our skill guys because of the limitations that they have to play with. They were limited in what they can do. This offense was limited in what they can do. And I think there's another level, like you said, that this offense can be uh, this. There's another level of this offense. Like I seen with, with the Atlanta Falcons, they led the league in down the field throws. If you have a quarterback and throw down the field, you, Kyle Shanahan will open up this playoff game. When you seen uh, Brandon A. Uke with, uh, with uh, Trey Lance and you seen Trey Lance uh, passing uh, yards per attempt, it was like 11. <coughs> And I'm not saying that's going to be a consistent thing, but when you see stuff like that, you see like, okay, this this offense can be really dynamic. There can be a lot of downfield throws with the you know quarterback that we have, and what you see from these skill guys, you, you there's there's another level to them. There's they, they can be really special. Brandon A. Uke can be really special. He could be a thousand yard receiver with a Debo yeah, having a thousand so. yards. And, and, so. and if you look, and if you look at it, Kittle had nine, uh, eight to nine hundred yards. Which I mean, it's crazy that his targets went down. He should have had another thousand yard season. Debo was mm-hmm. already a thousand yards, and Brandon A. You could have eight hundred, and that's with Jimmy Garoppolo. So just think, with a better, more dynamic quarterback, with with better play, I mean, with different, you know, type of play calls, I definitely think that we can have a trio of a thousand yards, or two guys with a thousand yards, and a, another guy with nine hundred yards. I just, I just don't like to judge our players off of the limitations that they were, that they, that was um, put on them. So I have a question. There's another level. Do you think that, do you think that some of the players the 49ers currently have were obviously outside of George Kittle because he was taken in 2017. But you know, when you look at Debo, when you look at Ayuk, uh, even Jennings, in the way that they win, do you think that they were maybe drafted to suit some of Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths? No. Because in 2019, you you in 2019, you seen the Niners tried their best. I well, not no no no. You see in 2019, the Niners was like, man, let's let's get off of Jimmy. All right, let we're we're gonna think about getting off of Jimmy. And this is Super Bowl year. And they was like, hmm, Tom Brady. It's a possibility we can, you know, we can get Tom Brady. I don't know. Let, let's get rid of him. So I think in the in the Niners' head since 2019, I think they've had this mindset of upgrading the quarterback. After 2019, they've been having this mindset of upgrading the quarterback. So when you bring in a Brandon AU, I'm thinking. Hold on, hold on. Niners- I, I, think, I, I think Kyle, Jimmy was never Kyle Shanahan's guy. Uh, uh. So I think there was always the the thought of I could potentially do better. Mm -hmm. Not saying that, but you know, truly any smart person knows, like, okay, yeah, maybe I could do better. But I I mean, obviously, this is someone who I can win with and I can work with. And he proved that, you know, two NFC championship appearances in the last three years. But I don't, I don't, I don't think he ever quite got over the whole Kirk Cousins thing. (laughs) I mean, That's 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 that's, uh John Lynch's words, right? John Lynch was like, you know, yeah, you know, he was kind of in a in a funk for a while 
over that. Like he was kind of depressed over that. So that's why I, oh, I really? mean, but even then, yeah, you don't remember that? Uh, John Lynn said that like he was really, uh, Kyle I mean, Shanahan I, was really kind of like distraught over the fact that once they got Jimmy Garoppolo, it's like, damn, I can't get Kirk Cousins. And he really had a plan to get Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and I think the Niners truly would have won with Kirk Cousins. I just don't know if they would have been able to match with the Vikings there because the Vikings technically gave Kirk Cousins a, a fully guaranteed contract, which is rare in the NFL. And I don't know. I mean, but that that's neither here nor there. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I I just don't think the players that we like a, picking up a Brandon A. U. I don't I don't really trip off the Jennings one, but a, somebody like a Brandon A. U. I, I don't I don't think the Niners was thinking. Yeah, man, Jimmy's gonna just be doing great things with him. I think the Niners was thinking, like I sent you today. <laughs> There's people who are thinking ahead. And I think the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, specifically Kyle Shanahan, <clears throat> I think he's thinking ahead. And he got his quarterback. And now next year, or maybe even the year, I would say in the second half of next year, you will see a completely different 49ers offense. It's going to be special. I, I, I'll say this. I think, I think there is, there, there's, I mean, Debo is a special receiver. I do think there's still more that they can get out of him in, in the sense of usage as a receiver, being mm -hmm. able to threaten certain areas of the field with uh, Trey Lance. Uh, I think Ayuk, there's more to him being able to win vertically. But I, I do think that their strengths fit Jimmy Garoppolo in the sense of, winning immediately at the line of scrimmage, being able to run after catch. I think that was definitely in the mindset, uh, in the thought process when they drafted him. When, when, you, when you watched Brandon A. Uke, what did you like about him the most during the draft? Uh, his ability to win at the line of scrimmage and his run after catch. Okay. <clears throat> I think... So, I say all that to say, do you think that there's an opportunity for them or an area where they feel like, you know what... We do have these terrific guys that obviously, you know, you've seen Trey Lance, uh, you know, improve his uh, rapport with Brandon Ayuk. And I think there's more to that, right? Like, I think that's going to be big time. Obviously, Debo Samuel is Debo. He's going to get off regardless. Do you think that there is a player that they're like, you know what? We have a quarterback now that we're going to build this team around who has a different dynamic. Can we potentially add someone that threatens a different level of the field? that will go hand in hand with everyone else, but add a different dynamic. And that's where I come in with a guy like Christian Watson. It I'm will be more specifically, this. not just for Trey Lance, because Trey Lance is your quarterback and he played with him at North Dakota state, but more so because, Oh, Trey Lance is our quarterback and he can work different areas of the field. Oh, by the way, there's this guy that six, four, two ten, and potentially runs a four, three, low four fours. Like, you know, that's, that adds a different element to the offense and be able to expand while still being able to utilize Debo Samuel and I to do things that they do well. I, I would I would say this. Again, I just think it would be truly hard. And I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. I don't I don't think the Niners would draft. Maybe they would. Maybe. I don't know. I just think it would be really hard for a receiver to come in here and beat out the three guys we have. Not to say that we can't bring in some other guys. 
I, I really truly believe it. Is I thought he had a really good year. I I, I think in shot Kyle Shanahan's head, he's like, man, Jennings is really good, and I if think I'm Kyle I, Shanahan, I'm thinking, damn, if I did this with Jennings, imagine what I'll do with Christian. <laughs> but but let me say this. But let me say this. I I think the biggest thing is. I think the biggest winner out of all of this, surprisingly, you're gonna th- you're, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but <clears throat> I think George Kittle is gonna benefit the most out of this. I truly think so. I think the tight end that we all truly truly believe he in. I mean, yes, he had those games against Seattle, and he had the game. Well, he had a game against Seattle, and what's the other team he did that against? We were crazy. Who? George Kittle. It was Seattle, and it was like damn near back-to-back games, damn near. I don't, I don't remember exactly who it was. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I, I think – and he had 12 targets and 15 targets, those games. I think you're going to see more of those type of numbers with Trey Lance. And I, I truly believe this with all my heart. I think George Kittle is going to benefit the most out of all the players we have. One hundred percent. Okay, I can see that. And shout out to Archie. Yeah, that shout out to Archie good. for the. Uh, I I hope that was an entertaining back and forth. A lot of people uh, were saying, you know, you definitely hear the. Jimmy's gone, and it's like we know, but you know, we're just adding context to the conversation. That's all. Yeah, I mean, it was never about. It was never about Jimmy, but when you when we speak about our weapons. And what they can be, and what they were with the quarterback we have. I mean, it's going to come back to Jimmy, regardless. Like people got to understand as far as how they were utilized so far. Exactly. Like we we have to bring up Jimmy Garoppolo. Y'all may not like it, but at the end, but y'all really do like it. Let's just keep it a bug. Y'all like it, but at the end of the day, if 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 I'm going to speak on Brandon Ayuk, and I feel like Croc is slighting Brandon Ayuk, well. I have to defend Brandon Ayuk because I feel like the opportunities, especially specifically downfield, he didn't get the opportunities like that. I don't, I don't, fans don't need, because you got fans calling him a bust. I've seen it a couple who, of times. Who got, because who got, or, or are you saying people in Brandon general or are you saying me? No, 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 not you. I'm seeing, I'm seeing oh. fans. Fans have called him a bust. I've seen it a That's couple wild. of times on Twitter already. because And they're saying this because, which I don't know why they're saying it, because he's had some good games this year. Like I said, the dude almost had 1,000 yards. But I, the reason why they're saying this is because we haven't seen the – I mean, he's a first-round receiver, and we haven't really got to see him be super dynamic. And I have to blame the quarterback. It has to I, come back to the quarterback. I, yeah, I think he's more comparable to, like, Tyler Boyd. Right. Have you ever looked at Tyler Boyd's numbers? Yeah. Hold on. That's so my guy. Here we, and that's why, you know, when it comes back to the uh the Bengals, right? So Tyler Boyd, I liked him coming out of Pittsburgh, by the way. I probably would have drafted him. He went second he round. One of my favorite receivers coming out. So Tyler Boyd, look at his career numbers. Here we go. So he's had two thousand yard seasons in the last couple of years. He's went over eight hundred each time. All right, so very productive receiver. Again, uh 2018, over a thousand. 2019, over 1,000. And in the last two seasons, over 800 in each one. And I think that's not not saying that IU can't be more than that, but I like that they said, you know what, Tyler Boyd, we really like you. Maybe we've had to depend a little bit too much on you at times, and you're very productive. 
let's work you more in the slot. All right. And we're going to add this lengthy guy on the outside of you, T. Higgins. And we're going to add this stud on the other side, Jamar Chase. And I think with the 49ers having Debo Samuel, and if you add a Christian Watson, we'll see. But in the end, let Ayu do his thing over the middle. I think he'd eat and, and be a walking 800 yards a season. But and he's almost, he's already had that already. But still, when you look at what Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins bring, it's just a different dynamic, right? It's just a different dynamic. So I would like to see IU do more work over the middle in space again with more favorable matchups and him be a 800, 800, 850 uh, yard guy per season. I, I think that would be a win. Now, I is think, it I think Justin Jefferson? And, and maybe, you know, or is it maybe what they might, you know, the Cowboys might be trying to get from uh, CD Lamb? No, but I still think that's a win with, with him being that productive with other guys that are being uh, productive as well. I think, I think Brandon Ayuk is actually, and I think you would agree with me on this and maybe you won't, but I think Brandon Ayuk is a more athletic receiver than Tyler Boyd. Do you, is that fair? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, what? Okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Well, I, I, just off of seeing it, I, I didn't think so. But I looked up the numbers to confirm my beliefs, and just one of the things I seen was Tyler Boyd's forty time. He ran a four five eight. What did uh AU run? It wasn't a four five eight. It was four five zero, and. Uh, and, and, and and it was with a core muscle strain. Yeah, and you can see on film, like when I watch, because I, I was a, again, I was a Tyler Boy fan. I really wanted the Niners to pick him, but you know, I never seen like dynamic athleticism from a Tyler Boy. And I'm a big fan okay. of his. Always will be a big fan of his. I think AU is definitely a better athlete. More, I mean, more dynamic arms. His catch radius is better. Uh, I think he's more explosive. So, so I do you think, think this? So, so wouldn't it be wouldn't it be more ideal to play him more in the slot? Have him, I mean, obviously he could line up outside as well. I think the 49ers receivers they're asked to play all positions. But what if you have IU? This show is supposed to be about De, uh, Debo, but we're talking about all the receivers now. What if what if you said, you know what? I you're gonna do you're gonna work more from the slot. Now you're gonna have much more favorable matchups playing against more nickel corners more linebackers in space more safeties in space and use that more dynamic ability that you know that he has more dynamic and, and you even get more out of him than maybe what Cincinnati's gotten out of Tyler Boyd I, you know, I, I'm not going to argue against that I, I would definitely wouldn't mind seeing him play the slot and then that means I mean I guess that means the Niners would you know get a, a, an outside receiver they got to be a dynamic outside receiver you got to remember I mean T Higgins I mean, the dude was a baller in college. Jamar Chase, I mean, we <laughs> the numbers he put up in college is crazy. Tyler Boyd yeah, in college was, was a dog, too. So, I mean, we, we, we would have to find somebody who's a very dynamic receiver in the draft. I mean, and it could be Christian Watson, or it could be, you know, another receiver in 2023, which is my, my class. Somebody like a Kiki Booty, which none of these I people don't even want. They still don't at LSU? Know. Yeah, yeah, LSU. LSU. Special, special player, man. They had guys transfer, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's still at LSU, but he's special. He's a very special receiver. Jermaine Burton is going to Alabama. Like I think he's going a very Alabama. special speedster guy. You don't I mean, think, all... but 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 the two guys you just named, you you don't think that like it's like damn, all our guys are kind of similar. 
to them. Like if if if, if the 49ers added uh Booty or they added uh Burton uh Burton, it's like you know what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah. the, like the set. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I get what you're saying. But Kiki Booty is special though. <laughs> Kiki Booty is special, bro. Like I hey, my bad on saying that uh Boyd, and again, I didn't say that. Uh, he wasn't more athletic than Boyd, but I was saying, like, uh, you know, I think Boyd looks good out there. I think he moves well. He doesn't look slow. He looks pretty explosive to me. His run after catch is good. Like he stretches the field. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, don't when know, you see you know, when you see a when you see a player play, you you know, like he's he's got it, but he's not. Like you could tell watching Boyd, he's not super athletic, but he's still a baller. But I'm just, I mean, for me, I've I watched Ayuk, and I think Ayuk has showed these moments where it's like. Damn, this motherfucker is like a freak of nature, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, but I, I don't know if he consistently shows that throughout games. Now, again, most people say, you know, they might tie it back to Jimmy Garoppolo and say it was, you know, Jimmy that kind of limited maybe the explosive play making ability that Ayuk has. And, and there there could be something to that. But I I've been a little critical on what I saw of him coming out of college and I, I thought it would be a, a little bit more dynamic and route. I, I feel like there are – it's hard to – because people will get on me for – and I've had people come at me already <laughs> for this take, but I feel like he could be a little bit better with separation at times. And and I, and I want to see him take that next step and being more consistent with that. Well, I, I want to go back because, oh, I love this. And this shows that I low-key got some knowledge. In the, during the draft process, and you got on a lot of people for this, I called Brandon AU, and maybe you still believe it. Maybe, I still, maybe I'm still wrong. But I called Brandon AU. I said he was a raw route runner coming out. And, and you, did, you disagree with that. I, I thought like, he nah. was a solid, yeah, at separation and stuff like that. Yeah, and so now that now that you see what he is, do you think that he's improved his route running? Do you think is it, it's his route running that is caused the lack of separation? Do basically do you think my take was a fair? Do you think my take was fair of him coming out of college now? I don't know because I can I can visualize him right now. <laughs> At Arizona State, whooping dudes like I can see it in my head. But he, you know I, I, I don't feel like he ran that many, many routes at Arizona State, though. He wasn't asked to run many routes. Well, I, think you know, we had... Croc, I, I had I somebody say, uh, Crocker, I remember you said I looks limited after the catch. So, my thing with him after the catch is, uh, how many times, and I thought that was a big part of his game at Arizona State, I thought it looked really mm -hmm. good. Uh, I thought that I would see more of him making guys miss after the catch. Now, I have seen him bounce off some tackles and then pick up extra yardage, right? Like somebody go to hit him, he bounced off of it. I've seen him do that a few times now, right? And we also, I mean, we all know the special one that we saw over in at Philadelphia's rookie year. But I would I would like to see, and when I talk about him in my head and what I think Ayuk potentially can be, I would like to see Ayuk make a guy miss in space. And, and have have we seen that? Like, like, so, tell me a time off the top of your head where you're like, I made this guy miss. Like, he caught the ball and he made this guy miss and picked up yards after catch. I, I said it, but you, uh, you, the, you, you didn't give me that. You didn't give it to me. 
I, okay. I can't remember now, but uh, I remember I said, oh, he did it. He, he jump cut, did something, and ran up the sideline. And he was like, nah, I'm not giving you that. It was a game. I forgot, <laughs> though. But, I mean, what, what, what you're saying is you haven't seen enough explosiveness from Brandon A.U. consistently is what you're saying, right? Uh, after the catch, I feel like there's more in there. Yeah. Because, I mean, at Arizona State, he looks very explosive as a receiver. Right. And even as a returner, he looked very explosive. I, 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 I'm going to tie back to the quarterback. Quarterback, I think you'll be able to see that with Trey Lance in there. I really think Trey Lance is going to open up a lot in this offense. <laughs> and maybe you could call me a, 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 a Trey San or something, but I, I'm just keeping it above. I'm keeping it 100. I, I truly believe – I really, truly – I, I – I watched that Texans game again. It was like, Jesus, man, this kid, this kid can really do a lot with this offense. I, I'm excited, yeah. man. I'm sorry. I'm excited. I think everybody in the chat should be excited. Trey Lance is about to take this offense to a whole nother level. When Andy, when Andy Reid got Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not saying Trey Lance will be Patrick Mahomes, so y'all need to chill. But when Andy Reid finally got his quarterback, it was the perfect marriage. And it took Andy Reid, who's a genius. We all knew Andy Reid was, you know, a genius. And it's taken him to a whole nother stratosphere as a coach. Yeah. And I think there's a chance that Lance can do that with Shanahan. We only need him to be half that. If he can be half that, man, this can be special. And at the end of the day, our season ended because we needed a special player to make special plays for us. And we just didn't have that in the Super Bowl and then in an NFC championship. And I think going forward, we will have that guy to make special plays in special moments. And he's going to be remembered a little smart percentage of what he did in the regular season, but for the great things he's going to do in the playoffs. And I'm going to end it on that because I got to go to work. All right, so, appreciate you thanks, coming on for having me for on for long. I didn't plan on being on here long enough, but I just want I really wanted to just pick my bone with you on Jennings, but it went further than that. But thank you, Crop. All right, appreciate you coming on. Yep. All right, real quick, I have some tweets here that I start. So typically I'll start some tweets and um I know I want to get back to those. All right, so here we go. Uh someone said I feel like Croc is downplaying Ayuk's talent. Uh, I I wouldn't say I'm downplaying his talent. I think that I am. I think that I am. I think maybe my expectations on what I thought like of him, like watching him when I really dug into his film, I was like, I think there's more in there. So I'm I'm waiting for that more to come out. Now maybe it might be as simple as a different quarterback, and that might be bring them more out. All right, so I think that's what it is. I'm not so much downplaying it, but I'm like, yeah, I think there's more. I think there's more to Ayuk. That's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe he is what we've seen, and and that's good. I still think that can be a thousand yard receiver. But you know, you watch say like CD Lamb. I don't think CD Lamb. I, well, coming out, it's like oh, CD Lamb not more dynamic than Ayuk. I think obviously CD Lamb was terrific. I thought he was a better 50-50 ball catcher. Uh, obviously, his run after catch in the Big 12 was amazing. But I didn't think that, you know, just what, comparing the two guys, like, oh, Lamb is more dynamic. But have y'all watched 
Ayuk return punts and CeeDee Lamb return punts, it looks different, right? It just looks different. It, it looks like Lamb is more dynamic. And I'm like, how? How? You know what I'm saying? Like, Ayuk, you got it. You know? So there's that. Uh, I got my guy, uh, Sean Buller. He says, Croc, I ain't trying to roast you. Didn't you say something about Jamar Chase struggling in the NFL? All right, now, with, with my takes on Jamar Chase, and we'll, and we'll get into those real quick. Uh... My takes on Jamar Chase coming out. I had him at wide receiver too. So I really liked him. All right. I think because I was the only one that pushed back on his lack of ability to separate in route. And I was I was questioning how would that translate to the NFL? And that he needed a quarterback that would trust him in contested catch situations. Because I felt like his big strength of his was the vertically pushing routes or potentially run after catch. How consistent would that be? Would he be able to bully NFL DBs? But even within that, and that was just kind of if I was to make notes. That wasn't like, oh, I think he's going to suck at the NFL. Or that, oh, he's going to struggle. I just I just questioned, is he going to be able to win that same way at a high level? Now, good for him. He went to a perfect situation where he has a quarterback that says, hey, I'm going to give you opportunities. I'm going to throw the ball up in the air, and you do your thing, and you come down with it. And I think he he does, and he's done it at a very high level. So those were kind of my things. It wasn't so much that I thought Chase would be bad in the NFL. Again, wide receiver two, had him right behind Devontae Smith. I feel like if you swapped them teams, if you swapped Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase, I think Jamar uh, Devontae Smith would get off. I think he's almost a 1,000-yard receiver struggling with a guy that isn't very – good at kind of throwing the ball in uh, Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is okay as a passer. I think that takes away from uh, a lot of what Devontae Smith can do. I think if you switch them spots, it might be different. Uh, nah, Chase be smoking fools in and out of routes. You know, there was a time where Chase kind of, he went through a big lull in the middle of the year. Right. And why did he go through that? And when I say big low, it was like four or five straight games with under 50 yards receiving. Why did that happen? Well, team said, you know what? <laughs> We're not going to let you beat us over the top. We're just going to put too high safety and we'll see if you can win that way. And he had to try to struggle. He kind of struggled to figure it out. How can I win that way? That was him trying to figure out, like, how do I win with underneath routes? Now, that's not to say that he's not amazing after the catch. And he's amazing in two areas. One, running straight by guys, and he's amazing at the catch point and those big plays. If you look at, go back and watch games on a lot of his early production, really most of his production through the year, is big plays, big plays. Now, that's not to say that he can't show you moments of being able to run routes and stuff like that. But a lot of his production, go back and watch like his first three games. And what are you going to see? What are you going to see? Run straight. Buy a DB, catch the ball, touchdown. Run straight. There was one game he had like three catches, two touchdowns, and like 70 yards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's running by guys. I was wondering, like, if is he going to have to be utilized to win underneath on stuff? And then so there could be some issues with that. And we saw some of that uh, at different points in the season. But he's a special player. So you go, you put on the Chiefs film, and he runs his curl route, and he catches it in between – Five guys and outruns everybody in the end zone. He's a special athlete. 
So that was kind of my thing on him. Uh, in and out of routes, he's, he's not really – getting, and it doesn't matter. If he doesn't win with routes in that way, then that, I think that's that's fine. Uh, you said Chase was overrated. I don't I, – I wouldn't say – people said that he was a generational talent, and I pushed back on generational talent because my expectations of what a generational talent is is Calvin Johnson. Like, y'all, if you type in Eric Crocker, generational, I don't say people are generational talents. Calvin Johnson, to me, was that that's generational. Now, that's not to say that you can't be a, you can't prove to be a generational player at the NFL level, but as far as generational prospects, uh, I push back on that with Jamar Chase. Now, he could prove me to be wrong, but my expectations as a generational prospect, it has to be something we've never seen. And you don't see Calvin Johnson. You don't see Calvin Johnson. I'd say that, you know, Debo Samuel. Like, we had this conversation before to see, like, is he generational? Because he's different, right? I don't know. That, so, yeah, overrated. I think, you know, it's crazy how people spin words. And they say, you know, it's like, oh, you said... This you push back on being generational, so now you're saying he's overrated. I I, I don't I wouldn't say that. Uh, Croc wasn't very high on Ayuk. I was I was fairly high on him. I think at one point I had him like top five receiver. And after 49ers drafted him, I had him uh, the second wide receiver too. I did a a, a redraft. Hey, he, listen to this. So from that class, I did a not a redraft but a re rank where I had uh I had. T. Higgins at one because he went to Cincinnati and I liked him going with Burrow. Ayuk at two. Jefferson at three. Lamb at four. And Chase Claypool, who I did not like pre-draft. I had him at five. So. Hold on real quick. How important is it being able to know and trust exactly uh, where in space your QB will put the ball? I think it's more... Like kind of flipped. I think it's more important that the quarterback trusts that the receiver is going to be in the right spot and his confidence that he has in his receiver pulling down the catch. I I wonder if that's some of it with Jimmy Garoppolo and his inability to kind of throw the ball down the field. Did he not trust that his guys would come down with it? Gammon, send the link to the chat. We'll get back to this chat tomorrow. I got to go pick up my car. I just bought a new car. So uh, I won't be able to get to the callers today. And I know Chris is actually going to kill me for this. So what y'all don't know is my guy, Chris, uh, we talk a lot of times after I'm on uh, after I'm on the show and stuff like that. And he'll give me like pointers and stuff like that. He's going to kill me for not having the fans on. That's actually his, his favorite part about this show is y'all coming on. And I like to have this as more of a like open conversation, like a radio show. Probably won't get to that today. But... Uh, C. Lamb has been struggling playing on the outside. Yes. And that was one thing I, I was a little curious with C.D. Lamb. I saw the ability, but it was very inconsistent. He's definitely somebody more suited to play inside, and he can kill from there. I know. No Debo talk. Okay, listen. This is what we'll do. This is what we'll do, y'all. Because we didn't get to the Debo Samuel talk. I'll change the title of this, and we'll get to the Debo talk tomorrow. How about that? How about that?
Uh, Croc, what ride did you cop? Uh, I got a, a charger. I got a, uh, a RT. I had to go with the V8. So my wife was like, uh, and I'll answer this. Uh, you got a car. Congratulations. So no, I didn't get a Durango. I got a, I got a charger. Now, a lot of people were like, oh, it's a bad time to buy a car. And I, and I do think so. You know what I'm saying? But also, I don't know if the prices are going to go down. People think that they will. Oh, the chips to come in and people, but we've been waiting on the price of everything. I'm building a building right now outside of my window. And y'all know, y'all that have been listening to me for a while, of a sports performance facility, 12,000 square foot. They're actually out there right now working on it. Let's go. Let's go. I, I think it'll be up in, the, in about a month or so, a month and a half. But the price of wood went up. You think they're going to start because, oh, well, they've been charging three times the amount for wood. All of a sudden, they're going to drop the prices eventually. Like, no, I think it's just going to stay up. I think with cars, same thing. Now, somebody that knows more about cars, they might tell me, like, no, it eventually will go down. I just think the price of everything will go up. I don't know when it's going to go down. I don't know when it's going to go down. I, I think everything's going to stay priced high. Uh, but yeah, so they have this, which I didn't know about a Charger GT. They pay, they pay a, they they have a GT, but it's a V6. And my wife was like, "Well, this one looks the same. Why don't you just get this one? It's cheaper." And I was like, "Babe, it's like, it's like if God. This is why I explained to my wife. It's like if God was like, all right, Croc, you can have this average dick." Or you can have this big dick. Which one do you want? You know what I'm saying? You're gonna pick, you're gonna choose the bigger dick, right? Most of y'all. Uh, and, and I think you know, is you want the V8 or you want the V6? I need that Hemi. I need that Hemi. Yeah, it's a Hemi, it's a Hemi, Sean. So uh, yeah, that was kind of you know, so I had to get the Hemi. Make sure if y'all haven't already, we got the frontline sports network. We're about to start. I've been so busy, y'all. So busy, but I'm going to start a game plan for the offseason to bring roundtable discussions to the Frontline Sports Network. So make sure you guys go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the Frontline Sports YouTube channel. Do that for me. Do that for me. Right now, I need everyone, click the link, go subscribe to the YouTube, uh, the Frontline Sports Network. We're going to be doing roundtables. There's going to be different podcasts. we got a, a, a soccer one, like all kind of stuff. So... Yeah, man. Make sure you guys go subscribe to that right now. And also, if you like this show and, you know, this conversation that we've had, hit the like button and subscribe button on this video. All right. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. All that good stuff. I appreciate all of y'all who have come on and uh, contributed to the show. Obviously, the conversation, the, the comments in here, you guys have been amazing. Appreciate all that, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I hope everybody's good. I hope everybody's good in spirit. I hope everybody's good mentally. I hope everybody gets out of today what they're looking for. Set goals. Set goals, new goals, uh, and go accomplish them. Y'all got it, man. I'm out. Peace! Intercepted. It is picked off by Eric Crocker. Over midfield. He'll run it all the way Crop Talk TV Podcast. Podcast. Peace. Peace.